but yeah, so when I was a kid, like once every few months, I would go to these like big, lat- huge Latin parties and all this amazing oh, food. That's amazing. There. I'm jealous of that. Um, and I like salsa to Elvis Crespo like 500,000 times. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. Yes. And so at like school dances, like a salsa song would come on and I immediately start like. You would bust it Merengue, out. doing the merengue. That's amazing. And people would be like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> Humans, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of La Mescla. My name is Adrian Burke, the creator and host of the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Please remember to uh, write a review on iTunes uh, and leave a rating. It really helps raise the show's profile and uh, spread the word on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, all the platforms at La Mescla Pod. Uh, let's get into our guest for this week. Joining me in the studio this week is the wonderful Dylan Geislers. Dylan is an actor and comedian based in Brooklyn. He's of Dutch and Puerto Rican and Colombian descent. Uh, you might have seen him in his big old Super Bowl commercial with Keegan-Michael Key for Quicken Loans. Uh, he's also been on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, as well as Primos LLC for Mas Mejor. Uh, Dylan is a wonderful insane comedian uh this one went a little off the rails but i'm really excited for you to hear it in this episode sure for like a year yeah. and a half and uh, struggling to get more than 40 people mm-hmm. come episode. on come on come on come on come on this is the one i swear <laughs> mom and dad i'm recording a podcast today Oh man, you do a really, you would kill as like a newsy. Thank you. Like I actually, a... I had an audition yesterday for a cartoon. Oh shit. And uh, it was like a 1930s style thing. Oh my God, and that's so I was perfect like, hey, for you. Hey you, that's literally perfect for you. And it was like just an intern recording it, but I was like, oh my God, that felt really good. So I don't know. We'll see. I know that feeling. Fingers crossed. I love. I, I, do you audition for a lot of animation? No. So I just signed with Paradigm for commercials and voiceovers like a month ago. Hey. Um, and then I thought I was just gonna do like voiceover. Um, also, we can start whenever you want. Yeah, we've been recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you trickster. Uh, that's uh, what I do. I Marin that shit. Oh my goodness. You want that sweet, sweet Mark Marin where like sneaky devil. Where like Stephen Colbert's just like, oh, is this the <laughs> show? Guess, and they're yeah. like, sure. <laughs> um, but so they, I thought I was just going to do voiceovers, like commercial voiceovers. And then uh-huh. I got an email. I was like. You're auditioning for this cartoon. That's dope. So, I don't oh, know. That's Keep great your fingers work. crossed. That's awesome work. I would love to work on a cartoon. It was awesome. I mean, just to like, just to do the audition. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was an oh honor. Oh, my God. Okay, let's start the thing. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to La Mezcla. Thank you. Uh, Gracias. Uh, de, na- uh, de nalgas, as we say mm-hmm. in Peru. Uh, uh, so, I'll just start the uh, the way I generally start with most people. You're, you're worriedly looking at your phone right now. <laughs> Everything's okay? making sure it was off. Or the, the... Uh, we keep it loose here. I wouldn't mind if it went off. Bring, bring, hello. Hola. I regret inviting you to this already. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dylan, let's start. Let's start the way I always start. So, just uh, introduce yourself and tell us uh, where what your mix is sure. and where you grew up. Sure. So, my name is Dylan Geislers. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, I was born in Arizona. And I grew up in Connecticut. All my family lives in Connecticut. And my parents moved out to Arizona when my mom was pregnant. And then 
my mom hated it. It was too hot. Mm -hmm. So we moved back here. Um, my dad is, his parents were born in the Netherlands and they came here in the fifties. So mm -hmm. I'm half Dutch. My dad is a, I guess, first generation American. Okay. And then my mom's dad is Irish. And then my mom's mom, people never believe me when I say this. Mm -hmm. My mom's mom is, um, Puerto Rican and Colombia. Her mother was from, I think near Ponce. And then her father was in, oh, where in Colombia? Barranquilla. Okay, very cool. Uh, yeah. And what, so would you, did you grow up around your, your Latina grandmother a lot? Uh, yeah, well, so my parents were divorced, so I would go back and forth. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. But it was, I had a huge family. My mom is the youngest of six. Mm. Um, and My mom is the second to youngest of six. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they all have kids, and then my, I was always close with her cousin's kids growing up. And they're Jehovah's Witness, so they don't really... Mm celebrate anything but they tried to like get together and do these big family gatherings whenever they could so as a kid i would go to like these big like halls that you rent out like the elks lodge and they would just have like a salsa this dance in party connecticut? in connecticut okay. yeah in uh in newtown connecticut edmund town hall okay you could get a two dollar movie there um but so Shout like outs to edmund town yo hall. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm the they're sponsoring me uh but yeah, so when I was a kid, like once every few months, I would go to these like big, lat huge Latin parties and all this amazing oh, food. Oh, that's would amazing! Be there. I'm jealous of that. Um, and I like salsaed to Elvis Crespo like five hundred thousand times. Okay, um, hell yeah. Yes, and so at like school dances, like a salsa song would come on, and I immediately start like you would bust merengue, out. doing the merengue. That's amazing. And people would be like, "What? Where did that come from?" <laughs> And then would you try to explain? How did yeah. people react when you were that age when you'd explain to them? Your, uh, your for podcast? the most part, it was like, oh, that's cool. But then I feel like in the back of their head, they're like, no, he's not. Yeah, that's the feeling I've always got. Yeah, I mean, we, you're Peruvian? Peruvian, yeah, half Peruvian. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, So we have a very similar deal, I think, of the constant fear of uh, fraudulence. <laughs> yeah, I like. I feel like a fraud even like having asked you to do this. I yeah, like, no, I'm I'd so love to do your podcast, man. I'm but, so happy you're here. Listen, <laughs> networking is networking, baby. Oh, but yeah, baby. <laughs> no, I'm so happy to have you. Uh, this is this is part of the like I like I always say about the show like the the whole reason I've started the, there's a thing my my good friend Jeanette Martinez who I had on the show like back in the day when I was like going to people's apartments with my shitty little microphone. I remember that. I listened to the. Lauren Clark. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Shout out to Lauren she Clark. She was in my 101 oh. UCB class. Yo, I love Lauren Clark. She's I'm hilarious. Going, I'm going to her stand-up show next week. Oh, nice. Um, I think I got that notification, too. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, what was I say? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there was one thing my friend Jeanette said who, when I asked her to be on the show, because she's uh, a mix of a bunch of things and grew up mm -hmm. in the Bronx, uh, she was like, I I'm not sure I fit the show. I was like, when you asked me to do it, I was like, do I even count as, <laughs> yeah. as this? And I was like, well, that's exactly who I want to make this show for, is somebody, yeah. people who are confused about where they fit in. Mm -hmm. uh, and it sounds like that's the shit you dealt with. Yeah, and I like, uh, I always gravitated towards like reggaeton and like Latin music and like older mm -hmm. like um, Oscar de Leon mm. it's like a anytime I hear that I'm like oh yeah and like, <laughs> people are like what oh uh, I guess that makes sense that you would like that I'm yeah. like what is that supposed to mean but like I don't know so was the uh, was the Dutch culture present for you too oh yeah like so there's that and then the Dutch was like times 100,000 mm -hmm. so my both my grandparents on my dad's side um they took me there. Like, we still have a lot of family in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and they 
there's like a huge influence in all this like Dutch paraphernalia all over the house mm -hmm. and um, just like my grandmother was a really good cook and they have what's Dutch food like I don't so know anything about it's it. really good um, there's like a lot of like meats and cheeses okay. um, like Gouda, Gouda cheese is that's how it's pronounced. Gouda, Gouda. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in Holland, they have like a big um, Indonesian influence. They have a lot of immigrants that come from like Southeast Asia to the Netherlands. So they have it's called a rice tofel, and it's this little table that sets that gets set down on your table, uh, and it's rice with all these different like curries and that you just mix and match. And whoa, it's really really good. So my grandmother used to make stuff like that, and. Mm -hmm. um, this like pork dish called and the Dutch the Dutch family lived in Phoenix no, in Connecticut in Connecticut yeah okay. only my parents moved to gotcha uh, Arizona and okay. then my mom hated it so they moved back right yeah 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 um, but yeah she would make like it's called Bami Pungwang I think okay. and it's this like red pork stew that you Ooh. pour over rice or pasta and Ooh, she served sounds... it with like canned peaches and um, like this pickled cucumber whoa dish Wow. I'll make it for you sometime. <laughs> no, you won't. It's good. I'm a, I'm a pretty good cook. Are you? Do you cook? That's awesome. I wish I, I try could. to. I've Whenever I can. I've been trying recently to learn more of my, like my mom and my abuela's recipes. Yeah, you should. It's fun. It's like relaxing. What's your, what's your favorite shit to cook? Um, I just, I want to make a peanut satay. Ooh. I've never done that. I like chicken thighs. Okay. It's a dark meat. It's more flavorful. Nice. And honestly, cooking isn't that hard. You're really just like heating food up and mixing stuff together. And yeah, you just totally. kind of are but always I, experimenting. I always find a way to fuck it up, though. Really? Like, yeah. do you burn stuff? Yeah, I burn stuff pretty... I overcook pretty pretty frequently. It's mm. bad. It's bad. You got to keep an eye on your, on your stove, on your mise en place. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So growing up in Connecticut, what kind of school... What like Talk to me about like the kind of crowd you were running with. Sure. Uh, so um, I was always the class clown, uh -huh. <laughs> believe it or not. I would, I would never <laughs> believe that. Um, I, so I'm from Connecticut, which is a very wealthy state. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, I, I did go to a private school, and I was like a regular kid at the private school. Like, I would go over to my friends' houses, and they would live in these, like, huge mm. estates. And I'd be like, whoa, cool. I remember one time my mom and my brother picked me up, and my brother was must have been, like, five at the time. And they walk into my friend's house, and my brother just goes, he, like, looks around and goes, whoa, these people are rich. <laughs> my mom was like, that's Colin, amazing. stop. That's some shit I would say. And the, was the mother, my friend's mother was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, I I grew up in suburban New York, so like tangential Where? relationship. In uh, Yonkers. Why oh, okay. Yeah. I went to um, college in Purchase right outside Oh, no white shit. Plains. I live mad. I actually yeah. live closer to White Plains than I do live to Yonkers. Just going proper. to the, the Galleria and the yeah, diner. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, White Plains, New York. I spent a lot of time. Yeah. But, uh, but it's a very specific type of human, a very specific type of like rich. <laughs> in Westchester? In Westchester and yeah. most well, of Connecticut. Like where the part of Connecticut where I'm from is essentially just like a suburb of New York City. Mm. And then the rest of Connecticut is like. Connecticut, and those are okay. like are all the Red Sox and Patriots fans, and then right. like the which which part of Connecticut? The Were the part in? that's not Fairfield County. I was I grew up in Fairfield County. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where like all the Yankees. There's always like a big rivalry. Uh -huh. 
in the old CT. This is stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh my god, you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, so talk to me about. So when when did you start uh, doing like creative stuff, like performance? Uh, I did. I did a church play in fifth grade. Okay. Um, I did uh, Joan of Arc. I was like. King Charles the Tenth. Whoa! In Joan of Arc in elementary school, fifth grade you said, uh, like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, that's more or less the time I started doing stuff too. And then I didn't. That was just like through regular school, and then it wasn't until middle school that I started doing like the theater mm. stuff after, like co- as a co curricular. Yeah. Um, and then I just <laughs> I really fell in love with the craft. <laughs> Yo, me too. <laughs> um, not and even then I just, in, I, not like, even I, in, a, in a bit way. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm. Yeah. yeah, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I want to. I want to say this for background to people listening to this who are mostly my mom's friends. Shout out my mom's friends. Hey, Adrian's uh, mom's d- friends. Dylan and I worked together on a bunch of video sketches. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and we'll get to that. And consistently. <laughs> Consistently, Dylan makes me laugh like a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> and I did not sleep very well last night, so me neither. I'm, I'm feeling mad loopy right now. Um, uh, yeah. So then I like got really into theater in high school. I quit. I played soccer and baseball, and I quit all sports to do like theater all yeah, the time. And same. I remember me too. I did the same. My soccer coach, after when he found out that I was quitting soccer, he was like. He, like, pulls around in his car from, like, 50 feet away, rolls his window down, and he's like, you're quitting? And I just, like, nod. And he goes, don't be lazy. <laughs> I, wow. Yeah. I was like, I I'm feel not. Like, I'm, like, pursuing what I want to do. I feel like that's an interaction that will color the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Well, fast forward a few years and look at me now. <laughs> you're doing great now. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, so, thanks. I'm curious uh, to know, given that, like, Given that your like the Dutch influence was a lot clearly a lot yeah. stronger yeah. than the Colombian and what was the other Puerto Rican Puerto Rican yeah. uh, influence, I'm just curious about how how you when you were young, like middle school, high school years, how you were dealing, if at all, with your with your cultural identity, and when that started like entering into your mind. Um, probably pretty young, um, because I I still don't know how to pronounce my last name. Like, I have relatives I, that are I'm, like... I'm honestly so happy that you did it first because I've never been able to. There would be substitute teachers. I mean, I'm probably even saying it wrong right now. Geislers? I don't know. Geislers. Um, Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. But, like, the the substitute would, (laughs) like, go... Finally, that's the the whole reason why I've invited him to do this. I've known you for, like, two years now. (laughs) Oh, he just won't ever say his last name. What's with this guy? You introduce yourself as Adrian Burke. Hi, I'm Adrian Burke. I'm Dylan Geisler. <laughs> um, but really young, from a really young age, uh, substitute teachers would go down the roll and they'd be like, Dylan, 
How do you say this? <laughs> I would just shrug and be like, nah, I don't know. Such a, I would get yelled at for, for that. Anybody, shout outs to anybody who has a difficult to pronounce name. <laughs> because it's legitimately, I one of my day jobs is teaching kids, and it's legitimately so alienating. It immediately separates you from everybody. Yeah. As soon as the teacher is like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Because then. Like, it's, it's immediately othering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, and that's, it's like a Dutch name yeah um and i still have relatives now who like they'll call my voicemail and it says hi you've reached dylan geislers and then i'll see them later and they'll go you know actually it's pronounced geislers wow i'm like i'm sorry how's it how's it pronounced (laughs) geislers what (laughs) which which one because there's there are Plenty. Also, do you really want me to go walking around telling people that my last name is Gayslers? Yeah. Hi, I'm Dylan Gayslers, auditioning for the role of who knows what. Oh my god! Oh, but that's mad interesting. That like the the even the fact the pronunciation of your last name is is in dispute. So like, there's a metaphor <laughs> there about yeah. like, whoa, who am I mm-hmm. then <laughs> if I don't even know how to say my own last uh, name? Yeah, aged eight. Like, oh my gosh, Dylan. <laughs> uh, and then. So that's on my dad's side, and then my so then I was curious because it's the Dutch heritage is so strong on that side. Yeah. So then I was naturally curious about the other side, and then um, our, my whole family is just riddled with divorce. So you have to like go around people's backs and be like, "Oh wait, where are we from again?" <laughs> um, so I I actually emailed my grandmother a few years ago because I was like, I would ask my mom or mm-hmm. aunts, and they'd be like, "I don't know." Yeah. Uh, so Which I, where where is your grandpa, grandmother now? She's in Danbury, Connecticut. Okay. Her address is. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so she emailed me back and she told me that her grand great her her mother was from outside of Ponce and then her father was from uh, mm. Bar- Barranquilla. And have you ever visited? I would love to go to Colombia. I've been to Puerto Rico. I okay. went for a wedding a few years ago gotcha. to Puerto Rico and it was very fun. And have you been to the Netherlands? I have. I've been to the Netherlands four times. Mm-hmm. I went a lot when I was really young, and I don't right. really remember. The last time I went was after I graduated high school. Mm. Um, I was to visit family. Yeah, it was a graduation present. Oh, my nice. cousin and I. I have one cousin on my dad's side, one first cousin, um, and we're the same age. So when we graduated, our grandparents like paid for us to go to the Netherlands for a month and we just stayed with relatives. Oh, that's amazing. It was really cool. What was that? What was their culture shock there? Did you um, feel, did you feel like a part of the culture? Did you feel like an outsider? It was more like familial. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we were in this tiny little village outside in the South. Uh, Amsterdam is in the North and then where my family is from is like two hours South by train. Okay. And they were just living like this small town. So you're just like with these distant relatives the whole time and everybody speaks English and mm. it's just like, fields and and like bars yeah. we, we and we were 18 so we like ooh. We were like ooh we can go into this bar cool <laughs> and it's we're just, not 21 and it's just like a building in a field yeah with pretty much with like <laughs> with like an other so we would I'm getting ahead of myself we would walk in we walked into this one bar that was like across the street from um, it's like my it was my grandmother my grandfather's first cousin second cousin some she's like 85 and she's like oh you want to go across the street and get the 
a beer and a fleisch, which literally translates to like sour flesh. It's like shaved. <laughs> it's shaved beef oh over God. palm frites. And it's Scandinavian so culture is so weird. <laughs> I've never been to the Netherlands, but I've spent, you gotta go. I've spent a bunch of time in Sweden at this point. And yeah. Every, Sweden? Yeah. I have a buddy who runs a, or ran a, oh, an improv theater. Anders? Yeah, Anders. Yeah. He oh, coached you know one of my teams. No shit. Oh, right. Yeah, I forget. He cool. did a bunch of shit at the pit. I love him. Yeah. Shout outs to Anders who will never listen to this. Because uh, <laughs> he's a weird. I forgot about him. Here's a, he's a weird Viking man. Yeah, he was a good coach, though. I liked him. He's a genius. He's like a mentor to me. Um, Wait, so you're half Peruvian. What's the other? Irish. Yeah, Irish. So oh, okay. actually mad similar to, to your okay. mom's side. So basically your mom's mix is very similar to oh, mine. Oh, interesting. On my, That's on, my, on your dad's side? My dad's side, it's all. So he was. Uh, he's first generation because both of his parents were immigrants from Ireland. Uh, and my mom is straight off the boat. So that have you, how did they meet my mom and my dad? Yeah. Uh, so, so my mom moved here when she was like 20, 21, uh, partially to pursue dance. And also there was a whole first marriage situation Uh. (laughs) Uh, that, that, (laughs) that didn't pan out so hot. Uh, and she was uh, working at a restaurant in the East Village because uh, she moved into an apartment in like 1971 on like St. Mark's and uh, oh, shit. and like it, it was like when it that's was so New York. Yeah, but like that's when it was scary. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroin, <laughs> yeah. heroin and murder, and not like pink berries Here's and yoga your syringe, sir. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was. Uh, but she was working at a, a restaurant in the East Village called DeMarco's Restaurant. She became the manager because she's a boss ass bitch. Are they hiring? Uh, <laughs> they don't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she was the manager, and the the bartender who was working there was my dad. Oh, so they so they met there. The bartender, but, the bartender was your yeah, father. It was a real cheers situation. <laughs> oh, I'll say. <laughs> uh, but my par- parents met at a bar. Really? My mom was my dad's waitress. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. <laughs> no, now I want to know since you're They met it at a bar. They met at Widow Brown's Cafe. In, in where? In Brookfield, Connecticut. It's okay. across the street from the Stu Leonard's. The place, you... where, the place where dreams are made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my mom and a, uh, like two of her sisters, all, they all worked there. Mm. And that's just where they met. Uh, and the rest is history. And then, <laughs> and then I, I was about to be and like, then they rode unhappily into the sunset. <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, so we we talked a little bit about being in in the Netherlands, and I have a similar. Uh, experience. Have you been there? I've never been. Uh, just but, to Sweden. Just to Sweden. Okay, uh, but I would love. I love. Go. Did you see Midsummer? Uh, not yet. Oh, sorry, I'm totally interrupting no, you, but fine. you have to see it. I've it's heard it's so, great. Can I swear on this? Yeah, totally. It's the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. That's what I've heard. <laughs> and I just from watching the trailers, I, I, I'm like, yeah. It's the only movie I've ever seen where I was like physically nauseous oh, after shit. leaving the theater. Maybe I'll go see it tomorrow. <laughs> go uh, see it. Let's press pause, press the space bar, <laughs> stop recording. Okay. We'll go right now. I'll. S- and we're back after seeing Midsummer with... <laughs> Uh, that, Ooh, that was, was a, good. <laughs> that was a joke, everybody. Uh, you bring out you bring out the scamp in me, Dylan. Mm, you're uh, welcome. So, do you? So, talk to me about getting a little older. Did you go to school for acting? Um, I minored in theater. Okay. Um, I was a communication studies major uh-huh. uh, with like a huge concentration in film studies and video production. Gotcha. So I took as many of those classes as I could. Yeah. Um, which are 
the film studies classes, are, that's the chord I'm not farting. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Um, I'm losing my mind. Uh, You're doing great. <laughs> You're definitely not uh, unraveling in front of me. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was just like, what? what? <laughs> so you were in um, film studies no, classes. I was in film studies classes, and which were through the English department, so I got like a really well-rounded college education from Manhattanville College. Okay, mm-hmm. Manhattanville College. Um. And I tried to change my major to theater, but there were all these classes that you take, like you take the f- freshman seminar, sophomore seminar, there's, mm-hmm. and I, there's no way I could have been a, se- a junior taking, oops, taking the like freshman or the sophomore class, and the head of the department was like, it's too late for you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so I just minored in it, and I did a ton of electives, and I like was in all the shows, and uh, they would never let, they thought it was too strenuous to have people do like, the three main stage shows every year, uh-huh. and one person every year always got to do it, and then I got you to do it one kid. year, and I it was cool. Like, That's awesome. Doing like we would um, go back to school early if it was like the musical was in January, I think. Uh-huh. So we would go back two weeks early and rehearse from like ten to five every day um, for two weeks, and then you like put up the show like the first weekend that school the. the Spring semester. That's awesome. So starts. you're you're really like you were really infected with that bug. I sure <laughs> was. Where do you think that comes from, Dylan? Where do you think um, this? Where do you think this need to perform mm, comes? from? I don't know. Approval from my parents. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, uh, did, you did it all through school too, theater. Uh, I didn't major in it, but I did like shitty student plays while I was majoring. I did a similar thing. I majored in film uh, production mostly. You went to. BU? Yes. Okay. Yeah, where I met our mutual friends, Lucian and Michaela. Ah. Shout out to Lucian, former guest on the podcast. Ah. Uh, Lucian Flores. Uh, yeah, so I sort of was like uh, auditioning in Boston a little bit and doing shitty student plays while uh, making truly awful student films. <laughs> like, truly I have terrible. My like film. senior thesis project is stuck on a, a random YouTube channel you can't get it down i'm locked out of the account and i like (laughs) i showed it to a friend of mine once we were like trading war stories about the biz yeah yeah yeah. uh and i showed him and i hadn't watched it in like five years (laughs) i could tell he was just like finishing it to be nice and then he like turns around and he's like uh that was great and i was like no you don't have to say a word that was truly awful yeah yeah yeah. i can't tell you how many horrible things i've made Oh, I, I could, I could. Yeah. <laughs> JK. Uh, I think I've been thinking a lot uh, recently about how important it is to to make a bunch of sh- shitty stuff and not be too precious about it. Because I I'm working on a bunch of uh, I'm working on too many things at the same time right mm-hmm. now, and I I keep doing this thing of like uh, over judging or going back and editing something before it's done. Uh, I just like want to get better at finishing stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's bad. Yeah, and it's good to that you're like continuously making stuff because if you're just like stewing in your apartment as a creative, that's mm. helpful to. Yeah, I nobody. mean that that was part of the birth of this show because I was yeah. feeling really restless. My, yeah, like uh, auditioning life, whatever. It was not going great, and I was getting uh, sometimes called in for for Latin stuff mm-hmm. and like kind of being disrespected in the room. And so like the mm. everything was like sort by. Of, the like I went in on for, the couch as, I, as it were. I'll 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 tell this story generally. I I went in for a very very popular prolific commercial casting director in the city, 
<laughs> I'm just going to make meaningful I eye contact I know exactly with you. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am sure. We're mind melding. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I I'm go sure in there do. So all I, the time. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so I, I was in the room at this office, uh, and it was, um, I forget who the client was, but it was like my character had two lines in Spanish, mm-hmm. very, very simple lines. And I got called in. I was so excited because I was like, oh, man, my agent got me like a Spanish language uh, Latin character. It's for a commercial, but who cares? Right. So I went in, and I was really happy that they were considering me for it because I go in for this office a lot. And I, <laughs> and I, I went which in. office would that be, Adrian? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not trying to get dropped. Uh, but uh, the so the casting assistant uh, was like, it, uh, it was a first session, so it's like uh, the, it's just the assistant, and the mm-hmm. assistant is like getting us all set up, and then the head of the company pops in. Oh no! And they. <laughs> And they just, like, surveyed the room. They came in for, like, a different reason. But then they just sort of surveyed the room and then, like, beckoned the assistant over and, like, whisper, like whispered, but, like, very l- loudly. Like, uh, it was like uh-huh. a stage whispered. Yeah. I could hear it across the room. <laughs> and it was basically like, can you just, can you just make sure, just check on him, just make sure. And, like, literally pointed at me and just, like, make sure that he, oh, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, you brought your DNA test with you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And he, and uh, this assistant, who, like, I will forever love to death, just goes, like, yeah, he's Peruvian. We, like, talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, like, wow. And, of course, like, that audition was, like, super like, ruined oh, for me. I was, like, yeah. great. <laughs> Fuck this. Oh, that's like, horrible. Uh, but, yeah, like, stuff like that would happen, which is obviously mad first world problems. Yeah, but, oh, like, of course. In situations like that, uh, uh, like, my advice to anybody is just, like, make, make stuff. Yeah, you got like, to keep going. Make stuff. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there are lighter-skinned people in um, South America. In, yeah, like, there's the, everybody in South America. Yeah. There's, like, all shades. Uh, like, people from Europe immigrated there in, I don't know, in after World War II, I think. A lot of that, also a lot of, like... Colonizers. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's also a that lot of too. that. There's also a lot of that. Yeah, no. Well, it's the the whole thing, especially with with, with South Americans or with Latinos in general. Like the the assumption that there's only one look. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when when you hear, especially people in the industry. Uh, I lit- a friend of mine who who works in, in casting texted me yesterday a screenshot of a breakdown that's, that, that so literally bad. just said generic Hispanic <gasps> man oh, generic oh, Hispanic no. man like I I'll, I could pull it off uh, but she just sent it to me with like a, a crying work emoji. at your favorite office she does not <laughs> uh, but she just sent it to me with like with a laughing emoji because like there is no generic Hispanic yeah man. it's There's all not. all types I mean what their what what the image in their head is mm-hmm. probably like your standard just, Mexican American, yeah. uh, but I, I just think that's so funny, and then that that also gets <laughs> into the so bad. It's really bad, and then obviously that gets you into the whole you know white supremacy is just as yeah, present yeah. in mm-hmm. in Latin culture, mm-hmm. if not worse, and uh, how uh, black Latinos are disrespected and like not really treated as a part of the right, community. It's right. a whole like. It's a bouillabaisse of fucked up Ooh. shit. <laughs> uh, as the French would say. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so so that's sort of the struggle I always have with our deal of like, yes, I have dealt uh, my whole life with like not being seen as the thing I identify mm-hmm. with. Um, but at the end of the day, I still benefit from, from all this other shit. So like, mm-hmm. yes, I do feel that like kind of disrespect, but I have to temper that with like being aware of how lucky I yeah. am. Yeah. Oh, you of know course. what I mean? Yeah. Like you're pursuing your dream and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep on going. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, how do you see now that you're now that you're a working actor in the city? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel your your cultural background entering into your stuff more? Because you're you're not just you're not just auditioning. Like, you do sketch and improv and stuff. Um, I mean, not as much as I should. Uh, I don't think it's an issue if should. It's just like just I, honestly. Honestly, I don't really because. Sometimes I like working in restaurants for a long time. I've always connected with the people from Spanish speaking countries, and mm. I'll like say just hi, how are you in Spanish? Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, how do you know how to speak Spanish? And yeah. I'm like, well, all through school and relatives, and from like working in kitchens. Mm. So I was working with really closely with like a lot of people from Mexico and Guatemala and Colombia, mm-hmm. um, and they're like. You're not Colombian. I'm like, well, my <laughs> abuela is her How's grandmother. It, how is your Spanish? Is your Spanish? Okay? Um, it's. I need to practice. I used to be really good yeah. at it. I was like pretty conversational, but now I'm like really gotcha. like I could understand it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking it, I'd be like, um, uh, hola, uh, uh, Adrian, uh, cómo estás? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have the. I w- I'm a native speaker, but I lost a lot of it just yeah. from, from speaking English. So I have mad insecurity about my Spanish. But there were a few choice. I'll never forget. I worked a horrible summer job caddying at a like Richie Rich golf club mm-hmm. in in Westchester County. It was the one of the worst summers of my life. Uh, fuck that golf club. Uh, fuck golf. <laughs> I hate golf. Uh, oh! <laughs> the truly the worst. <laughs> You're nearly breaking. <laughs> I just got so excited about Dylan golf. just did an act out. <laughs> I'm from Connecticut. I love golf. Dylan is on an audio podcast and just did an <laughs> act out of hitting a golf ball and almost broke the microphone. Yes, thank you for telling all your listeners, all your mom's all friends. My, shout out my mom's friends. Uh, sorry, it's all sorry, good. sorry, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I was working at this this golf club. And a bunch of the other caddies were were Hispanic, uh, and I and this is something that's happened a bunch of times in my life. But I was just like sitting there waiting for a job, uh, and I heard two of them uh, shit talking me in Spanish, just like yeah, straight up like mm-hmm. calling me an idiot, like yeah. calling me like this rich boy. Yeah. Uh, and then I just turned to them and and I was like, "¿Qué están diciendo?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, and and they, they're like, <gasps> they, were, they were both just like. <laughs> and then they just walk away. Awesome, though. <laughs> it, it's great, but it doesn't feel nice. It, it like you know, it, well, it feels like, good you for got a second. Them. Yeah, I got them for a second. But then for but, the rest of the but day, but then they walked like, away together, and I was like, oh, I'm still here alone. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh, when I went to Puerto Rico a few years ago, um, we got a cab. I went for a wedding uh, with my dad's side of the family, and none of them speak Spanish. And we mm. got in this cab, and the driver, I think, was under some influence of mm. who knows what. Uh, but he kept, like, nodding off. Yikes. And I just started talking to him in Spanish. Like, oh, we're visiting from Just to keep yourself alive. Just to keep him awake. <laughs> and then, because uh, my dad and my stepmom and her mom were all in the car, like, um, should we get out? And for wow. some reason, we didn't get out. I just, like, kept this guy awake so that he could drive <laughs> us back to That's our hotel. Really <laughs> That's really scary. But then really we got scary. out of the car. I'm, we hailed the cab, and there was no one in the car. And then this guy literally like jumped out of a dumpster and like got into the car and was like, "Yeah, I'll take you." And we were that was our first clue, our first red flag. <laughs> um, but then wow. we say got safely safely back to the hotel, and then my parents and my mom's mom all were like, "What? Where did that come from? We didn't <laughs> know you could speak Spanish like yeah, that." Yeah. And I was like, ha, ha. <laughs> "So in like." 
life or death situations, I guess I'm okay. Yeah. Well, that's great that you're you're still keeping some of that connection with the with the culture. I struggle. I mean, I think I do. I, I've been doing a pretty good job of it the last year or so. But up until then, uh, I had gone through years of like not actively being like I'm a white American, mm-hmm. uh, but just like not not putting in any energy or effort into uh, claiming that identity or like mm-hmm. engaging with it in a meaningful way. Yeah. 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 Because, um, like, I'm I, happy I have that background. Yeah, same. I just maybe should, like, pronounce it a little more, I guess. I mean, I don't even think it's a, like I said. like it's not, not that you need to. It's not a should. It's yeah. just, I'm just mad interested. It's why I started the show. I'm mad mm-hmm. interested in the way every different person with a, yeah. with a mixture of cultures deals with that mixture. I don't think there's a right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's a case-by-case thing. Right. Yeah, and I've always been interested in, like, family histories and heritage, and I, it's, I think it's really interesting, yeah. too. Um, I will say that uh, Latino music is something that, like, I've always... Mm. Lo- it's like it's my... Best. It's amazing. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was working as a production assistant on this job last year and they were like okay so we're gonna interview jay belvin today Whoa. and i was like okay oh, all, all right <laughs> and then he just like i just like did one of these like head nods it's amazing i was and then like that was right as americans um, white americans do not know jay belvin. i know and he's they really don't he's huge he's a giant he's just not white american famous yeah yet. it's he's really talented and like the interview you can go online and watch it it was like a vice video interview thing mm. um Hearing his, like, background story is so interesting to me, yeah. and I'm giving the most boring answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. It's you're really, fine. he's, Jay Balvin's really interesting. <laughs> he's a really interesting Colombian rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but the two directors, they flew down to Colombia and interviewed his parents, and the parents, like, went through all of these awards that they had of his. Oh. Um, and it was like, I don't know, it's like really touching video. That's so sweet. So I'm going to check that out later. <laughs> We'll put it. We'll put a link in the description of the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, like and subscribe. Definitely won't. Definitely won't. <laughs> Just click here. So click talk to me right about the here. talk to me about your experience in the hustle in New York. The hustle is driving me nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it? Um, isn't it no. for us all? Because you're in the comedy scene. Yeah, and you're. In I the, do like, it all, baby. Yeah. Just like talk to us about your yeah. experience. Okay, so after I graduated from college, um, the economy was horrible, uh, and I couldn't <laughs> find. <laughs> I can't keep up with you, man. I can't keep up um, with you. The, I couldn't find a like a nine-to-five job, and I was going to try and use my degree to an extent to get a job. Mm-hmm. And I, I applied to hundreds of jobs, and I couldn't even get an interview. Um, so then my mom was like, why don't you try auditioning? So I went on Craigslist, and I found, um, <laughs> I found this ad for – it's called – it was for like a credit score website. And I went on the audition. It was in Stamford, Connecticut. And um, I did the audition. And I was like, oh, that was cool. Who knows? Um, And then I got a call a few days later. And they were like, Dylan, we loved you. We just want to know if you would shave your head. (laughs) So I was like, "Um, sure. (laughs) Because if I said no, they probably would have been like, all right, next. 
<laughs> so then they booked me. I booked a commercial, my first audition ever out of college. I booked Jesus this job. Christ! And, uh, and you shaved your head. And I shave. I had to shave my head to look like I was bald on top, but that I had is, the ring around the sides. That is the true. That is. <laughs> that is the true commitment of a desperate comedian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the true commitment of a desperate comedian. Oh, and I was in an improv class at the time, and I told everybody in the class, I was like. Just so you know, I booked this commercial. I'm going to have this weird haircut uh, tomorrow. And everybody in the class was like, okay. <laughs> they were like, cool. <laughs> um, but I wore a hat for like while we were shooting it. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to, they fired all their union actors and then hired non-union to save money. So you were a scab. And they, yeah. And they kept, they kept the character, they wanted to keep the characters the same. So the guy that did my part originally was an older, balding, middle-aged man. And then I, like, waltz in, like, young, 22. <laughs> and they, like, shaved my head to look like I was 50. And I had to wear a, uh, like, a Jason hockey mask. So you can't even tell that it's me in the spot. Wow. Um, so I did three for that. And then I, like, started doing more improv. And I t- did classes at the Pit and UCB. And I... This Rick Andrews from the Magnet coached my indie team for like over a year. Nice. Um, and he was really great. Um, and then I like did sketch and auditions up the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we met each other. Uh, I'll shout them out again. We met each other on set, right? On Lucian and Michaela's set? Uh, yeah, on the Piragua Primos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I was just, I like volunteered to be a free PA. And they were like, okay, uh, put like makes you need to make snow cones for us. Um, and then they were like, you want to like be in, <clears throat> excuse me, you want to be in uh, the sh- uh, like one shot. And so I said, sure. And then oh, I didn't, I never knew that that you were there as a in yeah the, as a PA. Mm-hmm. And then they called me for the soccer one. And then did you do that one? No. Oh, you I, did the one, the did Abuela's the, house, the right? Empanadas one. Yeah. Which, just to give context to my mom's friends, uh, uh, Lucian Flores and Michaela Smith, shout outs to them, uh, have a. Loose Seal have Productions. A, have, have a production company called Loose Seal Productions. Uh, so I met Dylan on the set of one of their sketches called The Piragua Primos. You know what was really fun was the, um, the Millennials one. You were so good at oh, that. Oh, that one was really. That's <laughs> a really weird one. That was. A, <laughs> it was it was fun to do. It was in like a big studio. Yeah. But th- those jobs are have been mad valuable to me. Not just because they're like they came out great, but also because like a lot of them like the Piragua Primos was through Mas Mejor. Like, oh yeah, and it was like, all of it these was, aired on Mas Mejor, and it was an all all like Latin run company and mm-hmm. Latin geared production. Now they have the show. Now they have Los Espuelos yeah, yeah, on yeah. HBO. Uh, so I always I look back on those jobs really fondly because yeah, I. Felt, I mean, granted, it was my friends from film school casting yeah, me yeah, in it, yeah. but still, but I was like, like, "Oh shit, I got cast in like cool. a in like a thing that's mm-hmm. produced by like a Latin company." Yeah. that was always a point of pride for me. Yeah, and those were really fun to do, um, and just like auditioning and doing all those pay to pay classes, and I've been doing it now for a almost eight years, I guess. Damn, dude. Um, and I've booked. Like, Bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that commercial. <laughs> I feel like uh, which one? To. I feel like we have to. No, the big one. Uh, so the last Super year, Bowl last year I booked. Dylan a, was in a Super I Bowl commercial. I booked a Super Bowl commercial for a Quicken Loan, Rocket Mortgage for Quicken Loans. You've been seen by millions, billions, of and billions. Um, at the callback, the casting director was like, "Okay, any questions before we go in?" Oh, and by the way, the director is not here; he is on a conference call, so he's just going to be a disembodied voice in the room. And this other actor was like, uh, "Yeah, who's the director?" 
and the, he was like, I don't know, Jonathan something. He yeah. created Portlandia. And I was like, <gasps> Jonathan Grinsel, you mean? <laughs> um, and Your then, comedy nerd yeah, uh, and then, Spidey sense. Yeah, and in. then there was like a reader in the room. And so I was like, oh, this reader character has got to be a celebrity. And it was right around the time of where they're casting all the Super Bowl commercials. So I was like, right, oh, yeah. my God. So then I book it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I gotta clear my throat. Did they tell uh, you you had to shave your head? No. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing oh full God. circle moment. <laughs> um, so then I, they cast me in a role that I didn't audition for. Uh, so the assistant director was passing out scripts. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd like to read a script. And then I look at it and it says uh, Super Bowl script, 60 seconds. And then the main character's name it just says Keegan and I was like what holy and then I shit. holy crap so then I turn around and he's sitting like right behind me and I was like oh my god this was on set yeah oh this wow. is like, so you, you found out then yeah and then I shot it and it was really fun um and then it aired during the Super Bowl that's nuts and I that's it was, nuts man. it was crazy and then um like and I got to join the union from that so that was mm-hmm, fun mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, six months later, a friend of mine texts me and says, oh, my friend works for this production company, um, and they're casting for union comedians, and I thought of you because Keegan-Michael Key is in it, and you've worked together before. <laughs> You're basically best friends. Yeah. He, I'm the new Peel! <laughs> no, I'm not. You're nowhere close, baby. Far from it. <laughs> You're nowhere close. <laughs> I'm well aware. That was a joke, internet. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, oh no, God. but so I really should have slept more last night. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, so then, this producer calls me and just books me. I didn't even have to audition wow. or anything. And I was offer, like, "Oh my Dylan God!" Is, Dylan is offer only now. Mm, yes, yes. He yes. doesn't audition anymore. But so I get there and I like. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna use you for a different." It was like a man on the street thing, and uh-huh. this producer goes. We're going to use you for a different bit. And I was like, oh, my God. What is going on with my life right now? So I walk up to him, and he makes to, up to Keegan. Yeah. Michael Key. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head at that. I'm shaking my head at that. Um, but, and he, but he has this look on his face like, where do I know you from? Because I worked with him for like 20 minutes, R- like seven six months, months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, I, we met on the Quicken Loans thing. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a picture online somewhere. It was like drizzling. Uh-huh. And there's these two assistants. Oh, think, I've definitely seen this. And they're like holding umbrellas over. And both of us are just like sit, standing there like, oh, my God. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that and then I, I haven't worked since. <laughs> oh, I wanted, I wanted it to stay silent so we could hear you sadly chugging water. <laughs> well, Weeping. hey man, that's the Weeping. listen. It's I, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat of like yeah. I haven't worked in a while, but like you, you the, gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta stick it out, and like eventually those jobs come, and that's why, yeah, I, you never know, and that's why you should never give up, and yeah, and that's why in the meantime you work on your own shit, exactly that's in your control. Like what do you have? What do you have? You were on a sketch team at the pit, right? I was on an indie sketch team at, that we performed mostly at the pit. Gotcha. Um, it was called Hot Moms, but uh, my friend Ryan Ryan Clark moved to L.A. I've, uh, I've lost so, so many friends. To yeah. LA. Um, so that kind of fell apart, and then uh, now my writing partner and I, Molly Barrett, uh, she and I have like ten sketches written that we want to. Oh hell yeah! 
like shoot. Um, so that's been fun writing those. So that's the next move is the video sketches. Yeah, nice. and then um, I just compiled like three years worth of stand up notes that I've never <gasps> performed. Whoa. So I want to do more of that because I've done stand up like I don't know ten times in my life. Mm-hmm. And, Excuse me, I'm disgusting today. Oh, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, so yeah, I'd like to do more of that. I like took. I really burned me out for a while, and so I had to take a step back and like mm-hmm. recalibrate. Yeah. Calibrate. Yeah. Because um, it wears you down. Well, it's important to 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 take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like you're not gonna. You're not. You Lord knows you're not gonna be booking those jobs. Right. You want like you'll drive yourself like crazy. crazy. And that's where we. I don't know if we were recording yet when you were talking about when we were talking about cooking. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. building like other hobbies that have nothing to do with yes the having industry. A, like having a life. I feel of it. exactly. I feel a hundred percent better about myself just if like cooking or like just going for a walk instead of like hiding in your apartment like I hope I get a call back for yeah. this stupid and commercial and I've been that person yeah same I've been that person yeah. for a while um, and th- that'll only make your work stronger too mm-hmm. if, whether you're a stand up or yeah, an improviser or whatever having a life that you can draw from right exactly <laughs> for your like, work what you make, do today well, well make, I just sat at home and ate chips I just submitted for jobs and then just <laughs> yeah. like went on a <laughs> Facebook chat room where yeah. actors bitch at each other like <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so you're just, you never finish like a pro, you just go on to the I next mean, that's project? A, that's not true. I finished a few things, uh, but I just, my, my issue is I'm, I'm writing a, a couple of things. I'm writing a two, two pilots and a feature right now. Um, but like, I shouldn't be doing them all at the same time, mm. I feel. Cause, uh, <laughs> cause I just, I'm, I, I, I get really, I come up with a lot of ideas yeah. and my brain gets really like hooked on them mm-hmm. and then like I but I stretch myself too thin and I'm unable to like do one thing well and I just start doing five things kind of well yeah uh-uh. <laughs> uh, but that's why I collaborate with people to like keep, right. I'm working with uh, Michaela who I've mentioned now 4,000 times <laughs> on the podcast Michaela her. Smith of Loose Seal Productions yes. by the way she did a headshot pop up yesterday just, I was there oh yeah I was did you there. see your pics yet no not yet mine came out so good this is so inside baseball I hate it but anyway we're we're the two of us the contrast in the photos are just incredible the shadow on the left side of my face Adrian you have no idea I apologize to my listeners I apologize to my listeners Adrian this is the first time I've had to apologize for a guest excuse me (laughs) I'm leaving Well, to finish whatever the fuck we were doing before this <laughs> string of bits, uh, no, I think it, I, I'm just trying to focus. I'm working with Mikhail on this new short. Uh, I, I'm trying to. Who? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, you're working on with Mikhail on a new short. I, uh, I just if there's anybody else out there who's like I can't like focus enough to finish this. I don't have the like the discipline to like get through the rest of this project. Like, uh, reach out to people, ask them for help. Yeah, and, and just have them hold you accountable. Yeah, you need people hold holding you accountable because then you're never going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> for example, and this is me getting this is me showing uh, some vulnerability. Uh, but I, <laughs> I told my, to I told, my mind. I told my manager uh, a couple months ago who he will definitely not listen. To this. Uh, I told my manager a couple months ago. I was like, hey, remember I when I like, emailed July you, Chris, 30th, the other day? I was like, July thirtieth. This was like two months ago. I was like, I'm, I'm turning in a finished draft of a pilot to you on July thirtieth, so you uh-huh. can read it. 
like hold me accountable. <laughs> I obviously haven't gotten it done. So I woke up to an email from him this morning. That was just like, so what's going on with that pilot? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, well, at least you emailed him saying I did. To, yeah, I consider that know. I consider that a positive step. Yeah. I'm feeling it's the embarrassment of having yeah. not gotten now that done. Now you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I want you to send it to me so I can read it too. Okay, great. I'll get it to you on August thirtieth first. Okay. August thirty fifth. Sounds good. You want to shake it to you on, on it? August thirty fifth. Do you want to shake on it? Okay. We're shaking hands right now, America, oh. world, universe. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> we're we're winding down on time on this incredibly normal conversation that we've had. Uh, incredibly is, normal. Is, is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to get in? Yes, I wanted to talk about the um, the credit score commercial again because okay. a few years later, like two years, two, three years ago, I was on the train with a friend of mine and we were just talking about auditions and then there's this guy sitting in front of us. We're standing on like the six or something, whatever, uh-huh. um, and on the six by J-Lo. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> I'm just letting okay, you bomb. Okay, so we're talking. I'm just letting you bomb. <laughs> we're good. So we're um, talking about. He starts asking me about. Oh, you, that's really cool that you did that free that freescore.com thing. Um, and so in the commercial, I'm short. Well, I'm short in human in reality too. You in are, human. You, in human reality, <laughs> I am short in human reality too. Oh my god! Yes, you are um, short. You are short. But man. so there's three tall, like, good-looking male model-type guys, and they all have a good credit score sprawled across their chest. Nice. And then I'm the short, bald, fat one. I had, I was wearing a fat suit. Nice. With a bad credit score on my chest. Mm. So there's this everybody guy. Everybody knows credit score is correlated <laughs> to how hot you are. It's true. It's true, Adrian. Uh, so this guy is sitting there, and then that night I get an email from... I'm assuming the guy that was sitting on the train, and he runs an e- a website called supportfortheshort.org. <laughs> and he was like, you are perpetuating the heightest stereotype of short men, and so I am renouncing you on my website. Renouncing is probably the incorrect word. Oh, my God. But uh, That's how insane. dare you? You're ruining sh- life for short men everywhere. By and- doing this, like, regional commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. It's non-union spot. Um, and wow, well, that's incredible. I didn't know that the short community was mobilized. Like yeah, that. he like got in an argument with me over Twitter, and then the director of the commercial got involved, and then my mom started <laughs> tweeting at the guy. I was like, "Leave him alone." Um, and then I emailed him back and was like, "You know, there's so many other things going on in the world that you could like." try and care about and solve all these other problems. Yeah. And he was like, well, 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 you're a little, you're a little punk. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I those people who are just looking for a fight. I hate that shit. <laughs> I really hate So it. I got hate mail. That was, that was that, hey, that, that just means you made it. I'm surprised you it. haven't I gotten, it. I'm surprised you haven't gotten hate mail off the, the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. You got hate mail <laughs> off of the tiny <laughs> regional commercial and not off the yeah. giant Super Bowl <laughs> well, commercial. Well, that I'm in for like one second, just like, Staring at a piece of art, like, what is this? And then he walks, Keegan walks by, and is like, "It's just a great art." So you haven't, so you haven't gotten any emails from the guys who from the look at art community, <laughs> <laughs> modern art uh, fans everywhere. Like, ah, oh, that circle is too round. <laughs> 
Oh man. Okay. Well, we're yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're all, we're pretty much there. So, is there? Do you have anything you want to plug? You want to plug your Instagram? You want to plug a show? Or you what? can follow me at Dylan Geisler's. Spell that because D I L L O N G E Y S E L A E R S. I am so happy that I finally <laughs> learned how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> I'm so yes, happy that was the main that. point of doing this, coming onto this little. Talky little, this, this hot the, little uh, podcast room. Wow, you're really drowning right now. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, this whole thing's been a ruse for me to learn how to pronounce. Your I never name. pressed record. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god, that'd be horrible. Dylan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Adrian. Um, I'm sorry, this was so horrible for you. Then you're the only person saying that. Um, <laughs> uh, is, do something interesting. Do something interesting right now. Yeah. I have a uh, <laughs> an an old friend of mine. We used to like. I was his bar back, and he was. I'm bartender. trying to end the wait, show. Wait, 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 wait! I was trying. Wait, to end so we the would. I'm going. trying to tell you. I. <laughs> we would just look. We called each other dude pig, and you make a little pig nose, and then you bow to each other. You stand up, whatever. You stop whatever you're doing. And you just yeah. Dylan is currently uh, <laughs> go like that, uh, scrunching his nose to make it look like a pig's nose. And then you bow to each other. So that was my interesting thing. We've now all learned about dude pig, mm-hmm. dude pig, dude pig, dude pigging. Hashtag dude pigging. Every yeah. That's my newest thing. I want to plug. I'm the, plugging my new hey, hashtag. Hey teens, hey teens, get out, <laughs> get out there and start hashtag <laughs> hashtag dude pigging. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> Oh my god. I think we just started a cultural phenomenon, Adrian. It's the new planking. It's the new planking. (laughs) So I was out dude picking the other day. (laughs) That sounds kind of... Okay, thank you, NSFW. All right. Goodbye. Later. And that is it for this week's episode of La Mezcla. Uh, I think Dylan will go down as uh, by far our craziest guest uh, so far. So the gauntlet has been thrown for all future guests uh, to really step up their insanity. Uh, thank you to Dylan for coming in. Thank you to Carly Hogendike for all your help with everything on this show, for hooking me up with the studio. Uh, and uh, I'm really thankful for everybody who listens to the show. Make sure to spread the word. Uh, I've got some really cool news coming soon, so stay tuned for that on our Facebook and Instagram and uh, YouTube channel I'm probably going to make and Patreon I've been saying I'm going to make for the last month and still haven't done it um, but we're going to make it happen uh, please uh, write a review all that bullshit uh, have a great week everyone we'll see you next week with all new La Mezcla alright bye
America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.